0: In the, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We give you thanks, loving God, Almighty Father, uh, for the gift of this day and for our parish here at St. Edward and uh, for this podcast and for the internet, Lord, for the way that, uh, that you've gifted us through your divine providence and this creation of man to help evangelize and to build up the kingdom of God. May all the things that we do and say here help to... Enrich the church, to enrich the lives of those who listen, and to help us all grow closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the
1: Holy Spirit. Amen. podcast. I was going to say, and Val prudently
0: reminded us that we should be praying at the beginning of all of our podcasts.
1: Especially during Lent.
0: It's as if prudence is the theme of the podcast.
1: What a weird theme, prudence. <laughs> Why? What is prudence? No, back, rewind. Why prudence? What? Why, prudence is a virtue.
0: And so, dear listeners, Paul and I, as we racked our brains as to What could we do on the podcast for the season of Lent? The Holy Spirit inspired us that we are going to spend these seven podcasts of Lent talking about the virtues. Because there happens to be, if we do the cardinal and theological virtues together, there are seven. seven. So, with these next few podcasts, we'll be talking all about the virtues.
1: Which is awesome. And if you want to get more traditional Lenten-focused podcast. Go back to season one. We talked about, the. Th- we spent a podcast on fasting, a podcast That's on it.
0: almsgiving. My goodness, this is season two. A podcast on
1: prayer. This is season my two. My goodness, We've, this is our second is this Lent. season three? We're
0: in season three? Have we uh, done this for I three years? Count. I didn't even count. Oh, my okay, Lord. Sure. season three. My Lanta.
1: Oh, my goodness. Right. Well, this is our second Lent. Second Lent this. might be this. season yeah. three, but this is our second Lent. Okay. So the And then we also did a really cool podcast last year on the Triduum. We did like one on we Holy did, Thursday, yes. we did one on Palm Sunday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday. So go back and
0: listen to yeah. those.
1: Especially as we get closer yeah. to, to Holy Week.
0: Well, speaking of the podcast, I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul and Eric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will inspire saints to build the kingdom of God.
1: Prudently. Amen. Prudently. <laughs> so what is...
0: You were the teacher.
1: Well, first, let's. Oh, I, I think let's rewind. Let's right? rewind to because you broke it down that there are seven virtues, but there are four cardinal Correct. virtues and three theological virtues. Yes. And so, cardinal uh, is comes from uh, the Latin for, for hinge. Like all of our noble impulses and noble habits, habits of goodness hinge on these four virtues, and these virtues are are available to be discovered through natural reason like Mm -hmm. these didn't these existed before christianity existed
0: existed as long as humans existed. that's exactly
1: right and so humans we can figure these out on our own we can think this through and be like okay what are the four principal good habits that's i guess maybe we can rewind even further what's a virtue a virtue is a good habit good habit let's say it's a habit of doing the good and so it's it's an act. It's it's something that you have to work on to develop this and and choose to do. So cardinal virtues are the four things that all humans, even in within or without of Christianity, can work on and build to make us better human beings. Mm-hmm. And the first one we started with was prudence. 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 Uh,
0: Thomas Aquinas did write a lot of beautiful things on the virtues. So I. If you're looking for a, something to read this Lent, um, that's not, if, you're, if you're not looking for something overly spiritual, but something to help you be a disciple and, a, and the saint that God's calling you to be, just Google search or go find any book that summarizes Thomas Aquinas on the virtues. Um, I don't suggest reading the Summa Theologica. That's that's a cure for insomnia. Not, <laughs> not, it won't help you uh, necessarily grow in, in holiness. But uh, the virtues by Thomas Aquinas are very good.
1: Yes, yeah. um, but
0: prudence. Yeah, I mean, he, and he was quite right. I mean, prudence—that is the one that all everything else is built on. If you can be a prudent person, then it will only help you be more temperate and just and courageous and. Uh, And have greater faith, hope, and love. I can't give you a definition, but I know what it is when I see it or or practice it or when I haven't practiced it. It's like that famous... You can give examples.
1: Supreme Court Court Justice talking about pornography. I know it when I see it. That's what... It's famous. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it.
0: That's a famous line. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, this is why you're going to teach us (laughs) prudence, because it is more prudent here, because I can give an example... It's more prudent to have the teacher tell us about prudence than for me to just give examples. And then I'll give the examples.
1: So ultimately, I mean, but I think you're right insofar as we have a, a good sense of when we say, "Oh, that was that was an imprudent choice." Yeah, but I mean, doing the right thing, I guess, would be. It's right. But it's, then, what's the right thing? That's where it gets. Well, that's the virtue, right? Is, yeah, is the ability because we, as humans, right, we always chase good things like Mm -hmm. we even our perception might be warped but we chase good we don't choose things correct that we see are like this is a terrible horrible thing with no redeeming value if we choose it it's because we've perceived it as a good exactly so prudence is the ability to correctly perceive what is the good thing right that's prudence and so prudence is the ability to weigh our choices Mm -hmm. because we're always presented with choices and We can always go left to right. God makes us free. He he gave us a gift of free will because he wants us to love him. Mm -hmm. And without free will, we can't love. We can't love something that we're Mm -hmm. programmed to do. That's not love. Um, Prudence, then, is that guiding voice, that guiding vision of weighing the right and the wrong choice. Um, And it could be weighing two right choices, R- right? I mean... A good and a better. A good and a better. St. Pope John Paul II would yeah, say. Yeah, and that's, and that's part of prudence, too, is that mm-hmm. discernment um, element.
0: A great example of the good and the better, actually, speaking of St. Pope John Paul II, is the rich young man in the scriptures. Um, St. John Paul II opens up Veritatis Splendor, one of his great work on moral theology, with the rich young man, that it, it wasn't a choice between good and bad. So the rich young man, as a reminder... He goes to Jesus and he says, Lord, I'm, you know, what must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, sell all you have, give it to the poor uh, and uh, sell all you have and give it to the poor. And he, well, first, and follow, follow the commandments. First, he the yeah. start of the commandments. You get, spoiler and You gave a spoiler. Gave I a did. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> he says, follow the commandments. And the, the rich young man says, Lord, I've been doing all those things. I'm following all the commandments. What more can I do? Jesus says, then sell all you have, give it to the poor and follow me. And he can't do that. He can't let go of his possessions. And so he goes away sad. That's what we hear in the scriptures. And John Paul II, in Veritatis Splendor, he says that wasn't a choice between good and bad. He was living a good life. He was following the commandments. He was following the law. He was doing good things. He goes to our Lord because he's looking to be better. Jesus offers him the way to be better. And he can't bring himself to do it. But he's still living a good moral life. So John Paul II says that was a choice between the good and the better. And sometimes we're not ready to choose the better, but it doesn't mean that it's, like, he didn't sin because he didn't sell all he had to follow Jesus. He continued to live a good life.
1: But was that prudent or not? Well, that's up for debate. I mean, um, I, I would I would say in his particular case, it was an imprudent choice, right? He settled for the good when he had the option for the better. If he was a father, A, I don't think Christ would have said that to me, I've got two kids, I've got a wife. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't say, sell all you have and give it to the poor and follow me, knowing, because I've got a job. I have a vocation to make sure I, I can't right now give away all my things and just go I'd be abandoning my children. Right. That's not what Christ calls. Me. So for me the prudent choice given those two options would be to, okay, keep following the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and live a good life where I love God above all things and I love my neighbor as I but love myself. Which is prudent. Which is prudent. But then to sell you know, so there is there are sometimes Well I said G- Christ wouldn't even offer you right, those options. So these things are circumstantial, yeah. right? And that's where prudence But comes that's in. also yeah that but I
0: even there. So let's go with your example too. If if you were in prayer and you felt, you perceived Jesus telling you to sell all you have, give it to the poor, and follow him as a married man with children, even as, just as a married man. It would be imprudent to believe that that was actually coming from the Lord himself. Right. But that could actually be from the evil one disguising himself to be the Lord, to trick you into leaving your family. And that's, which happens when yeah you know, you know, uh, my wife and I had this awful fight and now I'm perceiving, you know, that the Lord is calling me out of this sacramental union. You know, just cuz you know, we've fallen on some hard times and we haven't been getting along the last couple of years, and blah, 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 This blah, is blah.
1: very hypothetical. I've never heard of any marriage where there's an argument. <laughs> of course not. Not a perfect marriage.
0: Like you have, and like my parents had. And <laughs> no, I mean, that, but that's but exact- right. That's right, and this is where I get the, the virtue of prudence comes into play. It's not just... you know, we can often get stuck into these big, you know... Big ideas, but when it comes down to actual life of fighting with people that we love and um, little moral things, looks like you got something to read here.
1: I do. It's from the catechism. Is a great Lenten read-along with this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's The Art of Living by Edward Sterie. He's great. He's part of the Augustine Institute. And it's all about the cardinal virtues. It goes walks you through the cardinal virtues. He's a very engaging writer.
0: We would have given this away for free. Two years ago?
1: I think two years ago. Maybe at Christmas, maybe at Easter. Christmas or Easter. Yeah. It's, it's probably on your bookshelf somewhere. If you didn't give it away because you're like, ah, I'm not going to read that. Find out who you gave it to. It's like, can I get that book back this Lent? It's
0: a good one. It's, I've still got three copies in my office. So the first three people that email oh, me, they're
1: yours. There you go. Um, so the Catechism says that prudence enables us, quote unquote, to discern our true good in every circumstance and to choose the right means of achieving it, right? It's Mm. all about our choices. And, you know, quoting Thomas Menarik, my dad, love is an act of the will, right? And that if God is love, and we are trying to be drawn into that, then we constantly have to make choices. It's not a, it's not a thing that just happens to us. Mm-hmm. We conscientiously cooperate with God's grace. It's a choice that we make, and a choice that we remake in difficult circumstances within marriage. That's a, prudence says, I'm not running away from this vow that I made to God and to my spouse. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not just, even when your spouse seems to, and this is hard, It's hard when your spouse breaks his or her vow with you. We don't have the right to break our vow with God, and that's we are. We got to live faithfully in some way, and that is a hard thing. And you know, but prudence doesn't promise ease. Neither does Christ. He promises us to cross. Prudence promises us freedom enjoy to know that we are doing the right thing and being on the right path and
0: prudence helps to make sure we don't
1: get into those situations
0: uh where we need to break a vow or or
1: are tempted there's
0: a great movie called there be dragons i like um, that title I've and i've seen it it's you've never seen it oh you'd love it it's a movie it's a it's a love story and a father-son story but it also involves the story of saint jose maria escriva wow this um, is amazing some people didn't like it because they thought it was going to be all about St. Jose Maria. Mm. And it's, it's a father-son slash love story, but Jose Maria's story is woven within it. Okay. There's a great scene, and it's from actual, uh, it, it is depicting Jose Maria's life. Um, and there's a great scene where he's, he's got to be undercover because the church is being persecuted by the revolutionaries in Spain. Um, and so Jose Maria is in a zoo, secretly hearing confessions. Hmm. So he's sitting on a bench and then his little disciples are around and people knew they could go to them and they were helping. So you'd have to sit on this bench and he would hear your confession. So this woman comes and sits down on the bench. She goes to confession. He forgives her. And then she offers St. Jose Maria a chance to come and stay In her apartment, because she knows that he's living as a nomad, hiding and probably living in basements and that. And and so she says, you know, if you want, you can come stay in my apartment. And apparently this really happened. And he told her, thank you, but it would be imprudent for me to stay the night in the the apartment of a woman as beautiful as you. Hmm. Um, And she pecks him on the cheek and and runs off. But, I mean, that's a very prudent but hard decision to make, because... He knew staying with her would be very tempting to his great humanity um, or his weak humanity, for that matter. And so it was more prudent for him to just keep living in someone's basement than to take her kindness and threaten a vow that he made to live a celibate, chaste life. Yeah. Um, That's cool. That's another another great example of, of prudence and choosing... A real good, even though the world would look at that as, who cares if she's pretty? She's offering you a bed. And if she is pretty, you know, that's, that's human nature. Let, you know, lovers love and blah, blah, blah. You know The, the, way, the way the world thinks is not the way that the Lord thinks. Right. And we are called to greatness and to holiness, not to settle for the way that the world See his thing, you know?
1: and and it was providential, I think, that you bring up confession, because mm. as we start our Lenten journey, really encourage everybody out there to go to confession, um, make a good confession that will build your sense of peace, and and start building into your prayer routine an examine and examine a daily examination of conscience. Um, the most famous one, of course, is the Ignatian examine, um, and. It's just a powerful way to start discerning where I went astray, right? And and you build prudence through practice. These are these are habits that you only build if you work on. Especially, and I'm glad you brought up the examination
0: of conscience because that that's a great way where we can daily look back on those decisions that we made, and we can tell like, okay, so for Lent I gave up sweets. Um, well, you know, I, there, we at work, we had a birthday party, and at the birthday, they had cake, and so everybody was having cake, and I didn't want to feel left out or be a jerk because someone bought this cake, so I had a, a piece of cake. and then, all right, whatever, that's you know, you don't turn away something that's given to you. Uh, but then you went home and you saw the Oreos sitting on the, the countertop. And you're like, well, I already had cake today. So why don't I just take an Oreo? And It's then, Bob's birthday. It's yeah, <laughs> I guess we I guess will celebrate his birthday. This and, is for you, Bob. And then I'm driving home after, you know, the basketball game with the kids and they want to stop for ice cream. And, well, I already had the cake. I already had the Oreo. Well, I might as well just get some ice cream now. And, and now your whole is now you're sitting down on your bed and you're doing your examination of conscience. Now, were any of those things sins? No, they're not sins but you recognize if it's this easy for me to have broken this little lenten fast that I said I was going to do then where was it also that I you know allowed overhearing someone gossip about a coworker that then led to me gossiping sharing that gossip I overheard from the other cubicle I shared that you know with my wife at home and I continued that gossip and And then, you know, that led me to having some resentment towards somebody else. And then I was angry and talked about them behind their back. And now I see how these little ways have led me to make imprudent decisions to continue this sinful habit. And that, the examine, helps us to review the day and see where we did these things. And then, hopefully, the next day, we can catch it right when it begins and knock it out of our life. And then when we go to confession next... You can remember, okay. I gossiped, um, you know. I've been slothful and lazy and and imprudent, um, you know. And received God's grace, not only the forgiveness of those sins, but the grace to be better and and to live a, a more virtuous life.
1: It's and you can see how this is, as Saint Thomas Aquinas said, it is the mother of all virtues. Right. In order to to pursue these other good habits, you have to know what is worth pursuing, mm-hmm. right? And so this is, it's, it's the foremost building block upon which a life of virtue rests. So I encourage you mm-hmm. to ask for more prudence in your prayer, to examine your day and say, where did I fall short? How can I do better the next day? And we fall short. You do. We do. Mm-hmm. We all do. So you bring that to God, go to confession because the graces I found, the graces in going to confession, those examination of conscience, the, the time spent saying that out loud is, is much more impactful than a, a private examiner. As, as wonderful and mm-hmm. important as private examiners are, the actual sacramental grace of confession is, is enormous and cannot be discounted. So if it's been a long time, go back to confession. Amen. Start off. And it's such a gift. Amen. Confession is. is a gift. Reconciliation. That word reconciliation is a beautiful. gift.
0: And this is a great time of year to practice that sacrament. So
1: be prudent. Be prudent. You got another quote for us as we close out? I see I you just, got the book. I just love that prudence is the charioteer of the virtues.
0: I love it. The
1: charioteer. What better way to end? I love it.
0: Well, I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will inspire saints to prudently build the kingdom of God
1: in that live virtuously.